0: picnic table society a ragtag group of people in recovery that live by rule 62 don't take yourself so damn seriously your recovery is your journey get engaged try new things and have fun with it yo maestro intro please
1: you can't steal second with your foot on first
2: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. My name is Joe, along with Aaron and Jeff. How's it going?
0: You tell us, Jojo. Papa Jojo over Congratulations,
1: <laughs> Mazel Tov. Yay, you baby, broke your
2: cherry. Baby girl, I know, right? <laughs> uh, baby girl was born Friday, and she's uh, she's all good, man. Took, uh, took her and the wife home from the hospital Sunday morning. And uh, she actually, matter of fact, she had her first doctor's appointment yesterday that morning.
0: was the appointment and no, she's good she's everything's she good weight.
2: beautiful man yeah, wait so hit good. us with the numbers yeah. what
0: was the way in the name
2: uh so her name is natalie love it and the weight she was uh seven pounds nine ounces
1: well like samantha said the middle now, name is awesome too it just like goes perfect
2: eve yeah yeah
1: Natalie Eve.
2: yeah that's no, cute, man. She's, you might as
1: well just name the Halloween. That's like your fun. favorite. Halloween. I know, right?
2: I should have just Halloween Eve. That. That's right. Oh, dude. No, mischief, mischief night. Samantha, I should have called her mischief uh, night. No no, 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 There might
1: be a poll in the future there. Mischief. Remember, <laughs> remember mischief night back in the day?
2: The toilet, toilet, toilet paper. Yeah. Toilet <laughs> dude, paper people's houses. Man, eggs. You, yeah. eggs.
1: Uh, you ever go egging, Aaron? No, because you're
2: like 15, right?
1: Exactly. We used to go egging when we were we kids, We used to go egging.
2: Yeah. We used to drive around and just egg people's houses and stuff, like egg people Dude. just on the side mm-hmm. of the road and stuff. Yeah, yeah. drive
1: around throw the eggs. It's like, did you ever like uh, when it was raining and there's puddles accumulated at, on the uh, street, and then somebody's walking and you you're driving with your friends and they run through the puddle on purpose to like splash the oh, people? Of course. Yeah, so, it's like egging. Yeah. So we were driving. <laughs> we were
2: driving around egging people one time. I was in the back seat on the passenger side on the window, and a buddy. Minds mine's like, we, the car was full, so he's in the middle seat, and we were driving around egging people, but he didn't realize that I'd rolled the window up. And he whipped that egg out to hit somebody as fast as he possibly could, and it went boom all over the window and just, oh yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> That's on the awesome. inside of the car. Yeah, that oh, was hilarious.
1: Well, dude, you guys had some great shows last week with Valerie C. And then the other one you guys did, and um, I'm happy to be back. Uh the, yeah. the, you know, I went to my annual softball tournament. How'd and, that turn uh, out? So this is how it turned out, Aaron. I'm glad <laughs> you asked. So you know, I'm 44, and. Um, my team from New York—they're all Spanish descent. I'm the only white guy, so my nickname is Leche. So that's so, pretty
2: funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so,
1: Leche means milk, you know. Yeah. And um, they, we're called the Pirates, even from when we're from New York. And if you're a baseball fan, you know the the most famous pirate of all time is who? Roberto Clemente, right? Spanish guy. And it just so happens the one white guy has number 21, which was Roberto Clemente's, you know, number. So there was resentments on them for that. And we get there, and uh, I stretched the night before stre- at the hotel. I stretched in the morning at the hotel. I stretched before the game. Um, I called my sponsor and left him a message. I called my wife, and we prayed together. I got my team to pray, and every single time. And I even sent a message out to uh, my sponsor brothers to to pray. And every prayer consisted of, "Please keep us injury free. Not only me and my teammates, but everybody else." Okay. Yeah. We're supposed to play three games on day one, three on game uh, day two. Everybody got injured. Game three. Game two. And I'm telling you, I'm like in the third best shape out of 16 guys on this team. So I'm pinch running and everything. I hit the ball deep up the middle in between both outfielders. I'm running around these bases. I'm rounding third. I'm going to be heading home. The third base coach puts his hands up. Stop, stop. I guess I follow directions now because I stopped. And I tweaked my right groin, and that's Mm. painful. Now, here's the thing. Oh. I would
2: have made it home. Yeah, inside the park yes. home run. I would
1: have made it home. Yeah. And not only would I, I, would have made it home if it was a perfect throw. Right. I would have made it home anyway because the catcher missed the ball. Ah. So now I tweaked my groin and I come out. You know, I yep. stayed in and I pinch ran immediately for somebody. I went from first to third and that was it. That's funny. That was it. Yeah. So um, I sat out the rest of that game, the third game, and then I drove home from Tampa. I didn't go back.
0: Oh, poor Jeff. Team
1: finished third, though. Nice. Team finished third. So yeah. That was good. That was good. good
2: there deal. You, go. you yeah, should call yourself uh, what was it? Kenny Powers, man. Remember Kenny Powers when he was playing baseball? Kenny Powers, from yeah. Eastbound and Down, the TV show.
0: I've heard of that.
2: No, it's hilarious. Never was, seen that show. <laughs> what did he? See? <laughs> no, because he was he went down to like Mexico to go play for a little bit. and He called himself like the White Flame or something like that. Oh my was goodness! It, you know I've mean? never <laughs>
1: seen that. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> You've never seen that. It's on no. HBO, bro. It's hilarious. Catch up,
0: Jeff. Catch up.
2: HBO, come good on. Thing no, is coming on. It's, it's, listen, it is some silly shit. Okay, okay. but it's so funny. What
1: yeah, but Erin didn't even know when I said uh, yeah. about you having a baby. Hey, you popped your She She you don't even know where
2: that's from. No, she doesn't. She doesn't.
0: Absolutely no idea. Good fellas, Erin. So, yeah. Jeff, we're switching things up a little bit. What's the topic today?
1: Okay, <laughs> we have a topic. We have a write-in request from a friend, Mike R. We love Mike R. He comes here at night all the time. He's a little over a year. I think he's about a year and a half into this now. And Mike R. sent the question. He said, try to do a podcast, if you would, On acceptance, but not just like acceptance, accepting the fact that I'm an alcoholic and an addict, right? And his question is accepting the fact that, um, for example, there is going to be a new father figure introduced to my kids. How do I accept that? Okay, so we could we could talk about that, which I do have experience on, and we could talk about um, accepting anything. Like, uh, dude, my car broke down. I need to accept that, right? Accept life on life terms, basically. I think it breaks down. Yeah, so. yeah. So, one of you guys have any kind of experience on that?
2: I don't know. I don't really have any experience on that specifically, but it just for me, I guess it's more just like <clears throat> just learning how to deal with things, man. How to cope. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not really. Listen, acceptance is like. Sometimes, you know, I understand acceptance, right? Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? But sometimes it's like, I think people think of, and uh, listen, there are things that are out of your control, you know what I mean? But there's also a lot of things that, like, you can do stuff about, you know what I mean? And for me, it's like, you don't have to, like, preach the whole acceptance thing to the point of, like, just kind of, like, roll over and, you know, not not be a little proactive like you know what I'm saying yeah
0: yeah (laughs) I'm following you Joe right
2: that's what I'm saying because I've I've heard a lot of people like you know with you know just over the years you know certain situations and stuff like that people just go well acceptance you know what I mean get the the hell out (laughs) of there you know what I mean like listen there's there's, I understand yeah sure that's fine but there are things you can do about it you know what I mean but well, it depends as far on that situation. It though. does depend on that situation. Now, as far as that guy talking about that particular situation, I don't really have an experience with that. And I imagine, Jeff, I know you do. I imagine right. that's got to be, I mean, oof.
0: Well, what comes to my I, mind I can't possibly is,
2: imagine, but.
0: is one of the the old timers around here. She always says, you know, life is in session. And so it's kind of like, no matter how sober I get, no matter how much I do the next right thing, like... Things are going to happen that are not my ideal of what's supposed to happen. Right. Um, Kind of goes along with God's will. You know what I mean? And um, like here recently, I've had to take a step back and like things aren't going my way the way I want them to, when I want them to, how I want them to. And um, I got to just kind of take a step back and realize like maybe I don't know what's best. That kind of reminds me of the saying, you know, aren't you glad you didn't get what you wanted?
2: That is true,
0: you know, true. and so there's that. Um, I, of course, don't have kids, um, and my significant other does not have kids, but um, but you have a dog. We <laughs> <laughs> have a puppy. We have two we have two puppies. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I do have some experience um, with my stepmom that actually listens to the show very often. Um, you know, I was not crazy. I remember. I think I was like two months sober. And Christmas, I called to tell my family, Merry Christmas. And my dad's like, we got married. And I'm like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> like, and of course, I'm newly sober. I'm not trying to hear it. Um, I've always had a hard time accepting um, girlfriends and my dad anyways. Um, and that was a whole thing when I got sober. And for probably about the first year and a half of my sobriety, I was not fond of it at all. Um, you know, and... and saying it out loud. I really don't know why. Um, but one day I just kind of turned a leaf and said, you know, wow, my dad's really happy. And, um, my family, she helps my family out a lot cause they all live together. And, um, you know, wow, she does a lot for everyone in my family. And I just kind of had to look at the bigger picture. Again, like life is in session. I'm not in charge here.
2: It's that world revolves around me. You know what I mean? And it's like,
0: you know, she's not hurting anybody. The only thing she's bringing is love and compassion and help. And so it's like, you know what, I need to get on the the bandwagon, you know what I mean? And it's just turned a whole new leaf. And now today, Actually, she's usually probably the first person I call because no one else in the house answers the phone.
2: <laughs> so you can react positively. Yes. You know, that's one of the things I've learned about, you know, when things are happening, especially things that are happening that aren't necessarily the way, you know, my my reaction plays a big part in, uh, you know, the uh, subsequent rollout of events or the... Uh, just the way I think about the situation.
0: Well, it's all about perspective too, you know, like just how you're looking at the situation, you know? So, I mean, if, if I had to, if I, if I was in that, that guy, Mark's shoes, you know, it's like, how, how would I handle that? You know? And it's like, is this the best thing for your kid, you know, and just kind of go with it that way. What's your experience on Jeff? Because me and Joe are just speaking kind of right. outside know, no, of yeah, our mouth. Listen, we it's we not, don't have that.
1: Well, that's what we were saying. It's not just the acceptance in this area, but it, you guys are talking about acceptance in other areas. It's all it's all accepting something, right? And So, I actually have experience in this, and I know Mike. Mike's a friend. We don't talk much because he's here at night. Mike, hit me up anytime you want, my brother. I'll share my experience again with you, and uh, 904-803-4588. Everybody else has my number community service judges POs who cares right so um (laughs) you know I'm probably at the same sobriety as Mike was a year and a half when I went through uh divorce number two and um my second ex-wife chose to go a different direction with a different man and um like I'm how just, you worded I'm, that. Yeah, because you know what? I respect her and we're friends now, and that's just what it is, right? But that's the the truth about it, and I wasn't a great husband.
0: You didn't feel but, that way when it happened though.
1: Oh god, no, and that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> accept it, right? There was huge resentments there. There was resentments against her and especially against this guy, I feel right? I like
0: think there was a baseball bat. There was a
1: baseball bat. I walked over, <laughs> I hey, went there once. one day. Uh, listen, we, we had just bought in a home in Mandarin. I went there one day to like pick something up, like that was supposed to be left oh, outside and I his know. car was up in there and I'm banging on the door. I called the cops on them and they're cops. I mean, come on, give me a break. I had a softball bat, <laughs> right? So, you know, I know he's there and we're not divorced yet. And what's going on? My son is, uh, this, he's four years old. I'm not accepting the fact that this guy, I won't have it. I won't have it, you know. So I had to look at myself when I finally did the work, right? And that for an alcoholic, I have to do the work. And the work, the meat and potatoes is that fourth column, right? What's my role? It's that third column. What's it affecting in me? Personal relationships. It's so all fear-based. You know, I'm so scared that my child is going to like his new father more than he likes me. I'm so, I'm so scared of that, you know? But mm. ultimately, what... um my, uh, my sponsor, Stephen H., told me was, do you think that she's a good mother? I said, she's a fantastic mother. So he said, well, do you trust her decision then to have a guy around your son? And that hit me. Ouch. That hit me. Hmm. You, you know, she is a fantastic mother. She would never bring a man around my son. No that matter, wouldn't
2: be good. Yes. Yeah. No matter
1: what the circumstances were leading up to us breaking up, because I was focused on me and her. You know, focused on me and her when the focus should have been what's best for my son. I'm not saying what's best wasn't me being there 24 seven. Okay. What I'm saying was, yes, there's another male father figure there. Okay. I am powerless over that. I truly am. I can't do anything there to change that. I have no control there. All right. So I've got to trust the process of she is a very good mother. She has another son, too. She's a very good mother. All right. So I'm, she would never put him in harm's way. I have to trust her decision on that. Even if I don't get along with her, I got to trust that she's going to be the mother that I know she is. Yep. Y- you know, now, if if i know for a fact she's not a good mom that's a different story like for example there's people out there fighting over their kids and say say the mom is using but the the the, the father is clean and sober and the mom's got custody that's got to suck for the dad knowing things are going on and i don't know how to handle that right you know but i know how to handle this if if the child's mother is a good mother or vice versa the child's father is a good father i have to trust the fact that they're not going to put that child in harm's way because they're good people yeah. ultimately and it's the acceptance man it really is I, I have no power I have no control and what's happening is here is, is if I'm not accepting that I'm turning my will my life over to care of that person that person that person and I can't live that way no more and right? you know you, you know?
2: still it's not it, you know you still have the kid too oh yeah I, you know I, what I, I mean? that's
1: God and Alcoholics Anonymous man I dude I, I got 50-50 joint custody that, that, in that's what I'm saying
2: and you guys you know I watch you guys all the time you yeah. guys are constantly you know the you know bouncing them back and forth and stuff but they spends a lot of time with both of yous and everything. And, right. Um, so, but here's the thing. You know, you could choose to react extremely poorly to the situation and make things worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? And then, you know, wind up putting that in jeopardy also. You know what I mean? Of not even be able to see the kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh,
0: I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. so, I mean, I've, I mean watched, I've watched it happen <laughs> so many times, you know, just being around these rooms in the short amount of time that I have, like, I, I've seen people go through this um, yeah. in both situations that Jeff's talking about, where like the other part the other parent is a good influence, you know, and a good parent. And then I've also seen it as the other parent is not a good parent, you know, and I've just I've seen it work out. And the people who have successfully um worked this out with peace and ease. Is exact, have done I've watched them do exactly what Jeff said, you know, kind of let go of the reins. And again, it, it goes back down to the simple things we tell each other in these rooms, like just keep your side of the street clean. Do the next right thing.
2: Exactly. Now, so the selfishness and self-centeredness, right? Right. They always talk about especially yeah, the alcoholics the and drug addicts, yeah, right? Yeah. Selfishness and self-centeredness. The world revolves around me. Right. You know, thinking about what's being selfless in a situation like that and thinking what's best for the child. Is really like the the route that you should go and stuff like that, right? But and in any situation, just being just you know being being selfless and understanding your place and stuff like that and doing what's best for other people as well. Um, But there's also nothing wrong with asserting yourself too. I think that's what I was trying to talk about earlier about you know sometimes people will be told like oh you have to accept whatever whatever whatever. It's like yeah, that's true. You might have to accept that these circumstances are real and things are happening, but there's also nothing wrong with asserting yourself in a positive way. Right? You know what I mean. And if you're, if you're, like I said, I'm, I'm a parent. I have three, I have three little girls. You know what I mean. If, if God forbid, I was ever in a situation like that, you know what I mean. You're damn right. I would assert myself and make sure, like for, for the best interest of my children, that like things are you know the way i you know think they should fucking be all right yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> I was
0: for and, it. And, and, no
2: to a certain extent like yeah. you know, like uh, things that are in my control and stuff right. like that you know what i mean yeah. like there's nothing like i said you can accept you can accept that things are happening but you can also assert yourself to try to do what's best I and, love you, JoJo. And that's what, serious. That's what i
1: recently did and we won't talk about it now no, no, but no, that's no, what that's i recently did but yeah. let's work the steps on acceptance real quick right so step one is uh the principles of honesty and acceptance right? right so every day i gotta get that step right that's the one step i gotta get right i gotta accept the fact that i'm an alcoholic i'm an addict my life is unmanageable right but if you really look at it i gotta accept all these steps into my life. I got to accept that I need a power greater than myself because it's a disease of self. I need somebody. I especially have to use acceptance when it comes down to resentments because it tells us in the book, resentments are the number one offender, uh, those better off uh, with the, the brain and the grouch and the brainstorm, what the anger, you know, I'm not a big book thumper, you know, so I have to get rid of that ex- uh, that resentment immediately by doing the work and uh, uh, accepting Acceptance really is the key to getting rid of resentment once that stuff's on paper. And I want to read something because who would we be if we didn't read this passage out of the big book? It's in A Vision for You on page 417. What a fantastic chapter. If you haven't read it or you haven't read it in a while, please read it, A Vision for You. It says, and acceptance is the answer to italicized squiggly writing, all my problems today When I am disturbed, it is because I find some place, some person, thing or situation, some fact in my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Until I can accept life completely on life terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. And let me tell you why that's fresh in me. Because a fantastic person who I won't say, I spoke to yesterday about 20 minutes ago on the phone in regards to the situation I'm dealing with in my life. And that's what that person read to me. And that's what I need, that's what we here in this fellowship are here for, to get through these problems, because I don't want to accept things the way they are. Serenity prayer helps with that, step work helps with that, other alcoholics reaching out to each other helps with that. I am powerless over this crap. No matter what it is, I need to accept I get a flat tire today. I'm pissed. I need to accept I got a flat tire. I need to I, I need to look at it in a positive way. Glass half full. Maybe God had me get a flat tire so I didn't so I didn't get hit 5 minutes later by somebody else. I got to spin it a little bit. You know, to make the brain feel right.
2: <laughs> <It's> react positive. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Jedi mind trick. It's yeah. a good
1: brainwashing, when you get Aaron. A, when you when you get a, when you get a, <laughs> I was
2: like, that's what I was thinking about oh, no, you react positive. When you get a flat tire, you don't take your tire iron that you have to use to get the tire off and get all mad and throw it in the woods because then you ain't. I even feel get like your,
0: that was from experience. Though. No, I'm just saying you can't even
2: get the tire off now. No, you just no. you know. So I'm just saying, react positive positive. Yeah, and be grateful you got a car.
0: There you go.
1: Yeah, that you, you don't do have that. to like leave the car because you stole it and got a flat tire. Remember those days?
2: Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yep. And I assertive. cannot relate to that. Nope. That's exactly what I was talking about, being assertive. Yeah, yeah. I asserted, asserted myself into the driver's seat of that car. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. And took off. <laughs>
1: Yo, not my, not my fault that you left the window open. Hey, you listen, you, you left the keys in there. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. You know. We all need to put the shopping carts back at Walmart today.
2: <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right. Anyways, we're about out of time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time. All right. Take care.